It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What it do, what it do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning to the Up and Up podcast on the Up and Up network. I'm your host, Rabino. And I'm DJ Erm, man. What's up, boss? How you doing? I'm good, bro. <laughs> How you doing? You made it in, bro. I made it, dog. You made crazy. it in, man. You overcame yeah. the barriers, right? Yes, yeah, sir. We here, All man. the roadblocks, all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally and figuratively, right? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. Well, welcome. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, as I stated, this is the Up and Up podcast. This is the podcast where we're focused on cultivating culture, right? Mm-hmm. We do that by providing amazing stories of individuals, groups, movements, right? The hustlers, the shakers. Right? Yes, sir. The ones who are taking up space, breaking down barriers. Um, and ultimately, they're putting it down not only for us who are still here, but for who? For the future generations. Yes, man. sir, man. The next generation. Man, this is what it's about, right? We're paying, paving that way. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the family. And by family, I have to shout out the family members, you know, the consistent supporters, the viewers, yes, the listeners, mm-hmm. um, anybody who's been tapping in with the movement thus mm-hmm. far. We've been we've been at it for some time now, right? Yes, sir. We've been grinding, right? Yep. And they've been grinding with us, right? Mm-hmm. So shout out to y'all. We we salute you guys. We thank you and we, pre- we appreciate you. And um, yeah, man, I'm... Um, I don't know, man. Today, I just, you know me, man. My, you know my attitude is gratitude, right? Always. Always, man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really grateful that we get an opportunity to always sit down with, with people who, who are really making history, you know, right before our eyes in real time. Um, and I'm excited because today's guest is someone uh, I would say who's truly been creating a lane for himself and, and has been finding uh, the right ingredients, I should say, uh, to push his culture forward, right? He's, he's definitely a true culture cultivator who's keeping everything he's doing on the up and up. Um, a little bit of insight on the work this brother's been doing. He is the owner and founder of the amazing Native Soul Cuisine. Yeah. Um, and as a young, hungry, you know, focused entrepreneur, chef, um, and I would say a conduit for both Native American culture and heritage and the culinary arts, um, he's really been on a mission to not only grow his business and platform, but more importantly, he's spreading the word and raising awareness of all the ways in which, um, you know, Native American culture has contributed to the culinary arts um, in that entire space. Um, you know, this man, is he's been pushing. He's really making impact. He's connecting, right? One stomach at a time, right? Hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? With the hearts and minds of those who, 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 who are tapped into what he's got going on. We're honored. You know, we're excited to connect and learn more about the journey he's been building. Um, so let's just get straight to it, man. Our guest is none other than the one who's always stirring up the pot of success, right? Right? Did it again. I do. I'm going to keep yeah. doing it. I'm going to yeah, keep sir. doing it. He's stirring up the pot of success, and he's here with us today to share with us how he's been doing that. Our guest is none other than the man himself, Chef Jeremy Thunderbird. Can we get a round of applause? Yeah. Give it up. Give it up. What's going on, fellas? Yeah. No, man. How you doing, boss? Bro, I had an eventful weekend. Yeah. Um, it was my birthday just this weekend. So. Oh, man. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah man. I appreciate sure. you. It's, it's my shack year. I'm 32. Let's go. Hey. Let's um, go. The so, diesel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Coming in, yeah, hard in the paint. I see yeah. the festivities are still going. I Man, I should have brought my shades with me too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we bro. still partying, bro. We still <laughs> celebrating bit, life. A little bit. Toast, yeah, toast. Yeah, you got to toast to life sometimes, man. Oh, man, man, for sure. Bro. I appreciate that. Well, we appreciate you being here, man. Um, I know you're a very busy guy. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, and 
you know, thanks for letting me come on here just so I can share a little bit about my business and and, and uh, vent a little bit, yeah. honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, man, we, we appreciate having you here. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with the show. We always start every episode with the quote of the day, right? Um, something to get the vibe right, get the conversation started. Uh, brother mm-hmm. Man Erm. Yes, sir. Man yes, of the sir. Quotes. What, you, what you got for us today, man? The quote of the day today is, our greatest glory is not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. Mm. Mm. I like that one. Who was that quote by? Confucius. Confucius? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. Say it again? Yeah. Run that back. Run that back. It's off real quick. Our greatest glory is not in never failing or falling, but in rising every time we fall. Mm. Word, word. Yeah. I felt that. I know. Yeah. No, I mean, it's self explanatory. And I think it definitely ties into the conversation we're going to have. And, um, you know, on this show, we, we, we really about the journeys that people have been on and, and go through. Um, but before we get into kind of your journey, I do want to kind of give you a chance to speak to kind of the brand and the movement that you've been creating with Native Soul Cuisine. Um, so from your viewpoint, like in terms of the mission and inspiration, like how would you describe kind of the impact you guys are, are seeking to have? What you guys got going on? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is something that I it, it goes through my mind a lot when uh, – you know, I'm talking about my business and what why I do it. Because mm-hmm. um, being Native, growing up, I actually, it was like a, a it's weird because I wasn't always proud to say that I was Native mm-hmm. um, like I am now. Because I didn't really, you know, there's not very many of us. So it's just, when you're in school, it's like, I didn't like saying I was Native as much as I do now because I didn't realize how unique I was. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like an outsider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like our representation is it's uh, in a lot of ways it's non-existent mm. and so that was one of the things that you know I wanted to build a platform to give us a voice mm. um, and uh, I've come a long way yeah 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 no I, I think it's I think it is important and we were talking about it a little bit before the show in terms of how um, sometimes what what people do is not what what it's what it's shown to be on the surface. Um, there's a lot more that goes into why you do what you do. Um, so I, I I definitely I definitely get that for sure. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. It's important. It's important. Yes, so uh, let's take it back, man. Um, let's talk about your upbringing, where you were born, where you're from. Um, yeah. Just kind of touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So my tribe, um, <clears throat> my dad's a Squamish Indian, so he's from Vancouver, BC, mm-hmm. up in Canada. Um, R.I.P. Pops, and uh, my mom's California native, so she's Ohlone and Chumash. But I grew up in Renton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, you know, um, moved to the east side when I was uh, a teenager. Started going to uh, middle school and high school out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so my grandma was getting a little bit older, so we, we moved out to the east side to kind of, like, watch over her. And um, <clears throat> I miss my grandma, too, because I – it, this she's one of the reasons why I like kind of had the idea to to go with a native like name mm. for my business because you know like standing out in the food industry you got to find a niche mm. yeah like what separates you from the rest of the other cooks because mm. there's a lot of good like chefs in Seattle mm-hmm. and uh, you know when I had when I was coming up with a name I was like man. 
Like, I didn't want to come up with something corn, corny, like yeah. fine food cuisine or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of people that... It takes time to come up with that name. Oh, yeah. man. And then yeah. it hit me. I was like, man, native soul cuisine. That's, yeah. That's going to be it. And then yeah. I had my... I was, I was still working uh, uh, at AT&T at the time when I was kind of like thinking about, you know, like, mm-hmm. man, this would be actually like cool to do. Mm-hmm. I, I connected with uh, Trap Kitchen years ago. And I saw how they kind of like started their platform, just like an underground like yeah. restaurant through Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where I kind of got the idea. Um, but I lost my job, and uh, this was about four years ago, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. And I was just working uh, sales at AT and T at the time, and uh, <laughs> transitioning. Like I was like, man, I'll probably just go work, you know, for T Mobile or something, because my my. Uh, manager was gonna um help me transfer mm-hmm. so you know like in between i needed some money and i was like i was already making food and stuff so i was like let me try it out let me see like let me try and do what these guys are doing mm-hmm. um yeah man that that was tough because it like for the first i would say like one to two years like i wasn't really making no money yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and this and this was and this was early kind of finding your way. It sounds like yeah, I was trailblazing. Yeah, I, I, trying. I, yeah, and I did want to kind of um, as we were talking about your upbringing, I did kind of want to because I'm always I'm always just curious about how it was for people growing up because I think it is important and it does it kind of like launches you into what you're going to be doing in the future even if you don't know what you're going to be doing exactly. Um, and I did read that um. I did read that you some of your early influences were, were your grandfather. He, he was a chef, right? Yeah, my mom's dad. Yeah, uh, was a chef, um, and uh, you know my dad was always a good cook. Okay, himself and my mom has twelve brothers and sisters. Twelve of them. Okay, um, and so the guys in the family, I've always watched them do a lot of the cooking, like my uncles and stuff. So yeah. they like to cook as well. Okay, so so you, you would you say like a lot of the early seeds might have been planted just from just from kind of like seeing that maybe subconsciously yeah definitely yeah i could see that definitely yeah what were like um some of your interests like growing up um man sports yeah um you know like natives we like basketball Mm. um i got into football too and so that was just like that was those were kind of like my main two sports that i liked um But uh, other than that, man, it, it was weird because I have a twin brother and we're completely different. Like, <laughs> we're literally completely different. Yeah. He's a he's a classical violet uh, violist. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, I was never into that stuff. Okay. Um, you have to go find your your own thing, right? Yeah, bro. Like, I feel like it's, I, I just feel like that's how it is with sibling dynamics. Where you're like, "Are oh, you doing that? Or I'm gonna go do something else." You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, there was a there was a couple of different twins in our school, but mm-hmm. they were all, for the most part, they were kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Me and my brother just were never that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though we we're twins, we just looked alike. I yeah, think. no, I, I feel it, bro. Um, now you know a lot of a lot of times when people kind of jump into jump into an industry or a field, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot that goes into kind of building your confidence. Um, and so getting back to kind of what you were touching on, you know, leaving. AT&T and, and saying, okay, let me just, you know, let me try my hand at this. It may not be fully serious yet. 
Um, but can, do you, how was that pivoting? Like, like, do you have advice and tips for like people on how to like pivot from one thing that you were like, so tapped into and insane, man, I'm gonna just, I don't know what's ahead, but let me just go ahead and try that. Like, what was that like? What was your mindset like at that time? It was tough, man. Cause, uh, <clears throat> sometimes I didn't really, I, like, I didn't know I was, that I was going to be all right yeah. financially or, um, if this was going to work out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just kept at it. Um, I would say, um, man, you got it. You get the earlier you start marketing. Marketing is probably the hardest thing mm. to do. Um, just work on marketing, mm-hmm. um, figuring out your niche. Like I said, what makes you different? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then a lot of times it's just doing it, bro. Like, yeah, people are scared, and uh, you know they just they're not willing to take that leap. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the hardest part is just like, actually, you know, like I was kind of, kind of forced to do it. Yeah. Cause I was like, man, I need to make some money. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a beautiful thing. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, and so even nowadays, like I'm, I still think back to those times where I was just like, man, um, <clears throat> what am I going to do, bro? Like, how am I going to make money? Like, is this going to work? Yeah. Um, but I, I would have never thought we'd be in Lumen Field. You know, serving food in Lumen Field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to take that. I just seen a, um, I just seen a post on Instagram. It's um, this page visualize, and they always got these dope graphics. But one of the graphics was like, you just got to take that first step, and it's like a graph where like the first step is like boom, and it goes all the way high, and then every step after that is kind of like, you know, gradually mm-hmm. a little bit smaller. But oh, it's that first step is everything, man. It is. It literally is. And then <clears throat> once you do that. You're going to have people that aren't going to believe in you, which was tough, especially like hearing it from my family. Yeah. What was that like? Because I think everybody deals with that. They don't get it. They don't understand it. Yeah, Yeah, bro. They just, when you hear that, it's like kind of like, it's like a blow to the heart, you know, yeah. like pretty much they're saying that you're going to fail. Yeah. But I think that's uh, one of the things that motivated me, mm. you know, and like, <laughs> sometimes it sounds corny, but it's like, damn, I was, uh talking to this girl at the time and you know like it, it didn't work out and I was just like man I got I can't let I can't let people laugh at me like this yeah like my my any any of my family members who didn't believe in me yeah and uh it's weird how like heartbreak kind of like you can use it to motivate you yeah you yeah. know you got to channel it man like I, I was I always think about this like no matter what the emotions are emotions bro like anger Talk. joy sadness doubt fear all these things like we're all human. We're going to go through emotions, but it's about how you channel it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you could channel it one way, which is going to be non-beneficial or you could channel it this way, which would be non or beneficial. You know what I mean? Right. I think that's, that's what I just got from that. I think it's important for people to, to understand that. Like what you feel is what you feel, but how are you going to channel it? You know? True. Yeah. Well, that's right. like, it would have been very easy for me to just let that get to me. And then, you know, I'd be working nine to five still. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> that's yeah. really important. You got to have thick skin. If you're going to like work for yourself and, and make it a um, way to support yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and don't be scared, you know? Like, yeah. You can't. Scare, scare money don't make money. Come man. on, man. For real, <laughs> Come man. On, man. Scare money never made a purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Nip. For real. So um, what was, like, your first, ma- like, your first pop-up event, first, like, sale? Like, what was, what was the feelings and emotions that you was kind of going through? <laughs> Bro, like, when I first started, I was really unorganized. Yeah. You know, like, 
<clears throat> but my homie Emilio, who's like, um, he's a huge part of my business. I wouldn't be here without him. He's, he's worked in restaurants for like 10 years and stuff. So he kind of helped me like get into, because I'm not a, a classically trained chef like that, mm-hmm. you know? Like yeah. I, I, had to, I had to learn myself. Yeah. And just go off what I already knew. But, uh, yeah, he, he kind of just showed me, like, yeah, this is how we streamline it. it was like, kind of using his restaurant experience for us to, like, trap mm. food from the kitchen. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it was really just, like, kind of scary at first because, like, you post this and, like, I know, I know people were laughing at me when I first started. I know mm-hmm. it. Like, man, what's this guy doing selling food on Instagram? People always do that. Yep. Oh, you a chef now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, exactly. They be doing that type of shit. Anytime you try to do something new, like, whatever your business, you could be just, like, painting mugs and, or something, like, coffee mugs, and that's yeah. your business. Like, people are going to laugh at you when you first start. Yeah. And then when, when it starts, like, working, like, they're not laughing no more. Like, yeah. Like, right now, they're not laughing at me no more. Yeah. They can't. Yeah. So that that part was also motivating too. Yeah. You know, cause like, man, I'm not gonna let none of this like, this this uh, break up. Like, you know, I gotta I gotta like, you just gotta you use that and you're like, man, I'm not gonna let them laugh at me. Yeah. Like, that was a lot of just doing what I did. Yeah. Um, and like the success that came after it was just, you know, I wasn't gonna give people the satisfaction to see me fail. Yeah. So you gotta have you gotta have a different kind of mindset. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then be yourself, too. Because I see a, a bunch of other chefs, like, that are talented, but, you know, like, they're very generic. Yeah. With their work. Like, I'm not saying your food isn't isn't good, but you're not, like, you're not differentiating yourself. Like, yeah. And um, you got to create your identity. That was something, I remember we were talking about that on the last episode we had, where when it comes to branding, it's like your identity. Who are you? You know, what do you represent? That, yes. that whole thing. Yes, bro. That's important. Yeah. That's like vital. Yeah. Um, now, on the flip side of that, so like, the, every, no matter what you do, you're gonna you're gonna have what they want, whatever they call haters or people who just don't believe or they don't see it, they can't see it. Yep. But um, I did see you did an interview with the Blacktop Podcast, and on there you did mention on the flip side of that you had people who did support you too, like you had friends. Um, people who just kind of affirmed what you were doing and they would actually ask for you to pull up and they wanted to support the business. So can you touch on kind of like how that maybe helped early on Yeah, when you didn't have it all figured out, you know? Definitely. Um, really like, you know, I wouldn't be here without some of my like friends, um, and family and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, just giving me a chance, you know, like I may not have perfected it to, the way I wanted it to be, um, but <clears throat> at least giving me a chance, like, it gave me a little bit of hope. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, like, yeah, like, that's all you need is just, you know, one job, like, for someone to give you a chance. Yeah. Like, with anything, really, like, if you're learning something. Like, yeah. People can't expect you to be perfect. Yeah. But they also have to, like, give you that, uh, or I don't know what it was, bro, like, maybe they just felt bad for me. But for some reason, they gave me a chance. Yeah. And then I just got better and better. Yeah. And, um, you know, now I now it's like I'm picking and choosing which jobs I want to do. Yeah. Whereas before I was praying that I would, you know, like get a job. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like, that's, that's growth right there, man. <laughs> it really yeah, is. for real. That's growth, man. 
Yeah. It's value. I also seen, um, so were you like taking orders through uh, the kitchen window? Yeah. Starting out? Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I seen that and I was like, man, like. That's kind of that's that's kind of dope. Like starting out, you know, you wouldn't think like your kitchen window would be like a like a walk up type of window, like a food truck or something, you know. So what was that like? That was a uh, <clears throat> that was that was fun, man. Mm-hmm. It was fun, um, and uh, yeah, we at one point I remember just like every week every weekend we would do this, mm-hmm. um, where we just have like the whole block like lined up outside yeah and then it would like either we would run them run them out their food or they would come to the window um but yeah that was that was that was a rush yeah Yeah. like getting to do that it's like and uh even some of the neighbors picked up food so yeah you know um uh yeah that's what i was saying man you can't really be scared to do things like that because some people might be like oh that's like that's a that's a ghetto or or whatever, but like, yeah, it kind of was. But people still came and came through, and like we we're. It's not like we were offering garbage. Like, yeah, yeah. this is good food. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I mean, so no, that's real. That's yeah, real. Even, even when I seen it, I was like, man, that's a great idea. And I was like, damn, that's crazy because I would have never thought about that. You know what I'm saying? You got so to like, work with what you got. Yeah, bro. Like, that's what I'm that's, saying. That, but know? that's the point. You got to work with what you got. Yes. And I think that's the part where people like sometimes are scared because they want to be perfect. Yes. Out the gate. Yeah. They want to yep. have the right thing. They want to have the right look. They want to have the right aesthetic. They want to have the right logo. Like they want to have everything perfect before they start. And I'm like, bro, just start. Just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and see if you're good at it. That's that's the whole point. Like you gotta get out there and, and go and, and just try. Yeah. And, and that's what I, that's Literally. what I'm getting. Literally, bro. Yeah. Um, nah, man, this is I love cause you know, reflecting is important, man. You know, because you know, we all want to grow and go to different levels of success, but you know, kind of even like our logo, like the roots do symbolize that. Like you got to stay rooted and remember kind of the beginning and why you started. Um, but for you, like when when did it feel like, OK, um, I'm hitting another level and I kind of have to change maybe my model. Or I might have to add some things to make it like you said earlier, your homie helped you make it more streamlined. Um, was there like certain jobs or like what was that like that process of like scaling it? And kind of going to a different level. You're always going to go through that process. Like that, that's never, that's a never ending process, like mm-hmm. evolving. Mm-hmm. It's like part of, I think, surviving yeah. in the industry or whatever industry you're in is like, yeah. you just always stay evolving. So it, it like little, little things like first we would just make plates and then eventually someone asked me, uh, like, can you cater this uh, 420 event? That was, like, the first catering job I ever got. Mm. And I acted like I knew what I was doing. There you go. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you got, you to, got bro. to, bro. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. I acted like I knew what I was doing, even though I was a little bit scared to death. You know, yeah. like, shit, what if I fuck up? Yeah. yeah. But, no, that went good. And then you just slowly build confidence and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> eventually started cooking for athletes. Uh, you know, like. JP's the homie. Shout out JP. That was a tough uh, series loss against yeah, Houston, man. Yeah, shout out JP. Future's bright, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Future's bright. So, even a couple of different Seahawks that that uh, we pre- we uh, prepared some food for. Yeah, that was that was actually really cool. Like, yeah, kind of just seeing where I was at before and now and where it's headed. Yeah, you're right, bro. Like reflecting is very important because yeah. it's you know some days you're not gonna feel it. Yeah. And um, you got to know, like, where you've been, where you're going. Yeah. And that just kind of, like, 
you know, calms my mind because I always overthink. Yeah. Like at night, like it keeps me up at night. My business. Cause yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. That's like I know this is my life. So. Yeah. yeah. It's probably man. It's yeah. it's like a it's like a it's it's you hate it but you love it at the same time that yeah. you have like because you're you're like you're obsessed <clears throat> with it and it's like damn I'm so blessed to like have something that keeps me so like on point. Yeah. But then yeah I feel you but. Even like we were talking about before the show, like you got to find things to keep you inspired on your journey. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not just a job that's keeping you inspired, but find things, find moments. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that's, that's hard, man. It's like, because finding inspiration sometimes it's like by accident or you just got to like think about the next move always, bro. Like, yeah. Like, uh, so coming up or not too long ago, we actually, uh, Got invited to be on the Food Network to compete in a cooking Oh, show. really? Yeah. Oh, wow. What yeah. show? Um, it's called the Great Food Truck Race. Mm -hmm. um, but <clears throat> it was me and two other people. You basically get a team of two. And then you go, basically you drive a food truck. You have your own concept for what food you're going to make, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and then you drive a food truck, like, up and down the West Coast. So that's what, that's what we were going to do that this spring. But one of my friends, Emilio... Uh, he didn't want to get vaccinated. And I, there's nothing I can say, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. That's your that's your choice. I totally yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, which would have been it would have been dope to have that experience. Yeah, yeah. But um, looking back, I think it was kind of a low key a blessing that we didn't end up going on there because I made so much progress with my business. Yeah. In the in that like you know like span of time. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Like. I mean, opportunities come and go. Um, yeah. But the fact that you that you're getting those opportunities yeah. is a sign of progress too in itself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Um, I know I did want to touch on we were touching on earlier in terms of kind of the connection between your business, your brand, and then your culture and your heritage, right? Um, and I think a lot of times when we're working and we're doing stuff that we love, there's always like a greater purpose. There's a why that's behind it. Um, for you, like, was there a moment when it kind of clicked when you said, "Man," um, I'm, I'm becoming more prideful in, in, in where I'm from and my origins, but I also think I can use my platform with, with food and this culinary art thing to kind of advocate for my people. Like, was there a moment that clicked for you to where it shifted? Um, I don't think I, I can't recall like any specific like epiphany that I had. Yeah. But, um, you know, going through when I was going, like getting my degree, like, I would always try and see if there was any um, Native American studies classes, and there wasn't. Mm. Um, so I just had to, like, research on my own. Yeah. And just find out about myself. And, you know, like, they don't teach you Native American history in, in, uh, in school and stuff. So I just, you know, like, slowly just started doing my own research, like, outside of college. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> like I was saying, like, it uh, – it hit me, and I was just like, bro, like, I'm way more unique than I thought I was. Yeah. And I need to use this to my advantage. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, like, if I was just going to call my business um, Jeremy's uh, Soul Kitchen or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, the native, the, like, that doesn't really stand out as, and it's, uh, it was, it's always been an identity thing, like, yeah, you know, um, that's very important. Not too many native restaurants. I think uh, in Seattle, there's like um, Off the Res. Shout out Off the Res. They've been here for a while. Mm -hmm. um, 
but you really don't like get a chance to enjoy native cuisine yeah like that and, um, and it's a new generation like that's coming up that that needs to be introduced to it too absolutely you know and, um, whole new generation yeah and going back to my childhood we never really had any cool like native role models to look up to mm. you know like with a lot of other groups you know like ethnically you got there's people that you can you know see that look like you yeah but i didn't really have that mm. so you know like me being a dad like i i've wanted to be a good example for the upcoming like you know native kids who you know like that was me at one point yeah yeah um, they see they see this native guy doing his thing like representing for them yeah and it kind of gives them like a little bit of courage to yeah. like you know just do what they want to do maybe yeah. you know yeah so being a good example was always part of the agenda for me yeah um especially specifically you know for native kids yeah no nah, i mean representation is everything man you know <laughs> yeah definitely it is it's important man. even even like seeing uh your page your business your food like i was like damn like it was kind of refreshing because even me not being native, I never seen that. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm just like, man, it made me really curious and interested. You know what I mean? So yeah, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, man. So I mean, just shout out to you for for you know catching our eye with that one. Yeah. I, just, I just had to <laughs> put that yeah. out there. Yeah, you know? man. It's, yeah, bro. It's important, man. The image is everything, man. Mm -hmm. You know, like our our platform is really built on representation. You know, like we 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 make it a point to have people who are representing not just industries and professions, but it's like, who are you within that? And what else do you represent? And who do you represent? And I think, you know, what you're doing is sometimes we don't know how powerful it is, but sometimes we're not supposed to know either. Cause of our, you know, we're supposed to just leave it here for the next to pick it up on, pick up on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I am curious, um, cause we were talk talking about this as well, but I did read that in an article that, um, you, you were, touching on how there's a there's a actually a strong history and connection between Native American culture, heritage and influence in barbecue and like yeah. the barbecue <clears throat> industry and space. Um and I was super interested about that. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, bro. Um like I was saying, like when I was going through college and stuff, I actually ended up doing because uh, <clears throat> I so there was uh there was I, I started my own Native American uh student club. Okay. And um, one year we did a, a collaboration, or I approached them, the Black Student Union, and um, I was like, hey, I have this concept of, you know, like this story that we could tell. And really it's just because my club didn't have any money, and mm -hmm. BSU had ducats. Yeah. So <laughs> I low-key, like, slipped in there. Yeah, <laughs> I man. slipped in there. Yeah, I and feel that. used their budget yeah. to help fund this idea. And uh, pretty much what it was about is the story about the um, – uh, Seminoles in Florida. So this is just a mix of Native American and runaway slaves. Mm -hmm. And they're the only um, <clears throat> the only nation that didn't surrender to the United States. Mm. Um, this is down in Florida. And so once I heard that story, I was like, man, that's actually really dope. And then I just like there's so many other like branches that you could go off on. But um, <clears throat> yeah, barbecue. Um started off as a Native American uh, technique for cooking, mm -hmm. and um, it slowly trickled into um, like when when slaves would cook for their masters and stuff. Yeah. Um, that's what that's kind of where it, like, became popular. Yeah. So 
it's a dope intersection of culture. Yeah. Barbecue is. Yeah. And uh, even the word barbacoa is a Native American word. Mm. Like, it's like roasting meat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Roasted meat or something like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, learning that um, was just cool, bro, and, like, how, how it, um, you know, like, changed the culture, literally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And it adds, it just adds, like, more context, yes. you know, because when you put soul, you know, soul, soul food and, and all that, it's like, man, it's, it's deep, man, and we're all so connected, and, and sometimes we just don't know. Yeah. We're so connected, and, you know, the powers that that used to be, well, they shit, they still they still in power right now, but right. you know they 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 did a lot of um, strategic division, yeah, to keep you know keep people away from each other, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you're able to, because I'm glad you're able to kind of learn that and imp- implement it. You know, it is it doesn't have to be too preachy, but it's just like I'm a I'm a kind of preserve that yes. within what I do today, you know? Yeah, and it's just dope. You know, like, like look it, look it up. Uh, the Seminole Indians, and you know, like, they weren't backing down, and it's just like, yeah, things. That, it's part of history that you would you wouldn't get told in school. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so feel like, you. Very relatable because I have like, <coughs> you know, like family that's black, and yeah, it's like there is that division, you know, like, so, but yeah, um. You know I'm the man of quotes. So uh, I seen a quote that was really interesting um, that I heard you say before, and it was, uh, food is like a history book. Yes. You know, so, um, I mean, it may seem self-explanatory, but um, I'll let you kind of break that down for the people. Food, when I say food is a history book. Yeah. um, Man, it really is, like, just, so, for example, I guess an example would be uh, fry bread. Have you guys ever had fry bread? I actually haven't. No, no I haven't either. I haven't. Really? I've been seeing your posts, and I'm like, yo, I gotta yeah, try, I gotta try that. Yep. Fry bread exactly. is fire, bro. Like, every bread, every culture has their bread, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, like, the story with fry bread is, it, it was actually started off as a survival food um, when they pushed Native Americans onto these things called reservations. Mm-hmm. They're actually, they started off as concentration camps, pretty much, mm. for natives. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> they were just given um, these ingredients by the government, um, which was just flour, lard, salt, and uh, sugar. And they would mix a little bit of water in there and fry it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were just cheap commodity ingredients that were given to us. Yeah. Um, just kind of like, as just basic rations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, like, um, but it's turned into a culture thing now where it's like it's become part of our identity. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with same thing with a lot of soul food like uh, that was given to slaves, like for oxtails. I love oxtails. Oxtails yeah. are bomb. But yeah, those were fire. those were those were garbage scraps that they gave to slaves, mm. and now they're turned into delicacies. Mm, so yeah. like, same. It's kind of similar with fry bread, where you know, like that was they were given that just flour and, and lard and stuff because it was cheap and yeah um they didn't really have they didn't really see any value in that yeah but it's transformed yeah and become part of the culture and it kind of now sp- now we got white people lining up to try it yeah well i mean it just speaks to our, it just speaks to like you know the magic that we put into this to the world you know what i'm saying and 
<laughs> we know how to take something that seems like nothing and turn that shit into magic, bro. Exactly. That's so, literally what we do, bro. Yeah. So yeah, food food is a history book, and that's kind of how I would put it. Mm-hmm. Um, just mm. if I had to come up with something on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you, bro. That's good. That's a good question, man. Um, I'm also curious, man. Like in the in the culinary art space, we and we've had some chefs on on the show in the past. Um, like, how does it, from your perspective, how does it, how does a chef, how does one perfect their craft and like their dish, and like how do you know when something needs improvement or like what's that process like? You know, it's kind of like, you know, like when an artist puts out music, they the fans tell me, oh, that shit was mid, but then like. Yeah. In your world, like, how does that, how do you gauge that? How do you? Well, see, the thing with me is, like, or not just me, but us, like, Seattle is, it's actually, it's a, it's dope because there's so much diversity. Mm. So, like, my palate, like, there's culture's food that, like, I've never tried before, um, mm-hmm. and I still haven't. But um, <clears throat> that's, that's the beauty of it is, like, you'll never run out of, like, food to try in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No way you could try every every dish that was ever made, or yeah, no it's way. impossible. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. So, you know, like just knowing that in itself, it's like it makes me wanna. I look at every like sometimes I'll just be at home like, or or I'll be watching like food food uh like a food show on YouTube or something at home when I'm just chilling on my day off. I'm like, man, that looks bomb. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the recipe. I'm gonna try and make that. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, like. Anyone who who just has a passion for something, it's it's just the curiosity yeah. part, and then the execution. Yeah, you know, like can I do? Can I execute this? Like yeah. Um, and so yeah, like that keeps that keeps um keeps me a little bit like dialed in to what I'm doing, so it doesn't just you know like me cooking for other people. Yeah, uh, just doesn't seem like, like become stale. Yeah, because it can, you know. Like, yeah. Like I'm saying, it's just, I love doing it, but anything that you're doing, it can become stale if yeah. you don't, like, find, like, a way to, to uh, spice it up. Yeah. We were talking about yeah. dating. Like, it's kind of like dating. Yeah. Where you're dating this girl for so long, maybe you guys have been together for, like, five years, like, then, like, things become stale, and that then it can become a problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, she sees this other guy come on the scene, and. Yeah, you know, like that kind of like piques her interest a little bit, and then it turns into it can turn into a situation. Yeah, yeah. Will Smith and Jada stuff. <laughs> <laughs> let's so pray. Let's pray it's never that. <laughs> yeah. Nobody so, want that. Nobody want them problems, man. <laughs> nah, hell no. But um, yeah. yeah, just finding finding ways to like keep it interesting. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's important. Yeah, because it's it's interesting because you know from us like the outside looking in like. Wow. We don't really know what it's like. It's like kind of like we don't know what it's like to play that sport, right? Mm-hmm. If if, it, if you want to call it that, um, and you know, I just remember like growing up watching like Hell's Kitchen and shit, and just seeing like how intense that shit was, bro. Yeah. Like how competitive it was. So like, is there an element of competitiveness as well that kind of maybe helps you, you know, um, I <clears> guess <throat> do what you do to the best? Yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's not it's not because I don't like other chefs, yeah. but it's just like you like you look at what somebody's doing in it, and then you know like maybe they're doing a good like job promoting their business. Like oh man, I gotta I gotta like kind of keeps you in line a little bit. Yeah. When other when someone else is doing really good, because it's like 
you low key are comparing, like you're comparing yourself to them. Yeah. Um, which you know, like, it's good and it's bad. Yeah. But it's a good way to like, <clears throat> I think, gauge where you are. Because mm-hmm. um, everyone does it, you know. Like, you can learn from the, other the, people too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, comparison is not always a bad thing. Yeah. Um, just if you use it properly. Yeah. You know, it can give you some really good ideas. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, because it's like you see people start to copy you. Yeah. And then it's like, then it's like, damn, okay, like, you know, I like I'm, we're here. Yeah, and there's like, there's also like just universal kind of like strategies that like it don't matter what you do, like oh that shit works for them. I think that'll work for anybody. Yeah. But at the same time, they can't necessarily. You can't do what they do, right? But there's like you know, there's kind of like. Just very standard things that are like, oh, okay, that's a practical thing that I can do to help me streamline my shit better or whatever, yeah. you know, tools and things like that. Yeah, bro. Yeah. 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 So um, if I came up to you and I was like, Jeremy, man, I'm trying to get in the food industry. I'm trying to pretty much do what you do. What would you tell me, like, as far as, like, the steps that I need to take to actually start, like, my own food business or... Mm. So here's the thing with that. It's like... um. <clears throat> You got to find out specifically what you want to do because there's different, there's different, um, even the food industry, you could be a private chef. Yeah. Um, you could be a caterer. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be a food truck owner or a restaurant owner. Um, there's a lot of different avenues you can take with food. So I would, uh, see, I've done a lot of different things. Um, but I would kind of like figure out which, which part of that you want to be involved in um because just being a chef is cool like yeah you could just go in and cook for people and their families and stuff and or or, or meal prep for them yeah um you got to find out because uh the hardest part about um starting your food business is just going through the i think it's going through the licensing um <clears throat> so like to get into lumen field you got to First, you got to go through, like, the food, like, health inspections mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Just realize that it's not, you know, like, there's steps to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then what do you want to do? Like, think about it. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's good to, like, have uh, multiple ways to make money with the food industry. Like I was saying, like, we'll go in, we'll cook for athletes mm-hmm. um, or we'll cater a party, mm-hmm. birthday, bir- uh, baby shower, birthday. Um, we'll do, we do community meals. So there's organizations that will literally hire yeah. you for, um, to cook. Yeah. Community meals. Yeah. In yeah. Seattle. So yeah. there's a lot of different things. And I feel like the more, um, versatile you can be. Yeah. It's better, but yeah. I would, I would, uh, do like do one thing at a time first. Yeah. yeah. Just, like perfected as 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 much as you can Mm -hmm. um like i said the first catering job i took i i was like man i didn't know what i was doing really (laughs) but i acted like i did yeah Yeah. Yeah. so just like (laughs) you gotta get them reps in though it's like exactly bro like nobody's good at something from the get-go you yeah you find an interest in it and then it's up to you to like just be in the gym shooting yeah yeah by yourself, you guys, you got to get your reps in, man. I feel you, bro. That's good. That's 100% man. right. <laughs> nah, for real, man. Nah, man, you've been dropping some, <laughs> you've been dropping gems, man. Like, um, and I think, I think it's important. Um, I don't know. I just think it's important to a 
kind of, you know, believe in yourself, but then also believe in, believe in your ability to, to lean into like the, the unknown, yeah. you know, like this shit ain't laid out, even though like nobody's doing anything that's like new under the sun, like your path is, you know, is not laid out. You don't really know what's ahead, but you got to lean into it, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't be scared, bro. Like I like that. Yeah. Not or, or or if you are if you are actually that's that's kind of like yeah you can be scared here's the thing like you can be scared of doing something new mm-hmm. like because you don't like your people are afraid of the unknown right but uh it's just like man having the courage to like do it anyways you know like if it's something that you are generally interested in yeah. you know exploring yeah you know just do it anyways yeah otherwise yeah bro like I don't know what you're going to do, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Not, I was having a conversation with a friend where I was just like, I was like, yo, if you actually enjoy what you're doing and there's no, con- there's no such thing as failing. Like you're literally, you're learning how to get better at something you already love doing. Yeah. So like, you're not really failing. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> no, bro, you're learning. Yeah, man. That's that, it's perspective based. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's about how you see it. 100%. It's about how you see it for sure. So like, uh, what's your what's your process when like you get called for like a catering event or whatnot? Just like, yes. what, what's your approach? So just uh, like, just recently, like on my birthday, uh, this past week, um, a lot of it is just through the social media. I love social media, bro, because it's free <laughs> advertising. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I'll pay for ads and stuff once in a while. Um. Which helps kind of just like keep your business because you you have to advertise your business. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can run it off word of mouth, um, which is also like I think that's one of the better ways to do it too, because you can't be word of mouth, especially when it comes to food. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like I'll just get I'll get a here look, I'll get a message on Instagram, just like hey, uh, we have this event, um, and I'll just ask like this is one of the things you got to learn how to ask people questions so that um, in a business way, when I was working sales, it helped me a lot with my business yep. yeah. now because yeah. you, you there's certain verbiage that you use. Mm-hmm. Um, like we call it assuming the sale. Yep. Like, um, okay, so how, like pretty much you just get to the point like how many people, blah, 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 and then it'll be this much. How do you want to pay? Yep. Yep. You know? Yep. So that, that like yeah. experience beforehand – Helped a lot too. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, um, yeah, bro, whatever I was selling, like I've, I've done cold calling, done face to face sales, business to business sales. Yeah. So that knowledge was very important too. Yeah. Everything, man, it's crazy because people always be like, man, yeah, I, I, I did that job and I don't do it no more. But everything you do matters, bro. Yeah. And, and if, oh, it, you can utilize it, you know. The skills transfer, especially if you were good at it. Like if you if you were trash at sales and <laughs> you just trash the sales, you know. But if you were good at sales and then you move in to do something else, you can still take that. Yes. Take what you know and bring it over there. Yep. I like that. Um, now I did I did want to kind of touch on this. You know, you know, I think everybody in this room is a hustler and grinding and moving. Um, and, and for you, like working in like what what can be a fast paced environment at times, and you know, um. You're always moving. You're always on the go. Um, like, wh- what is what works for you? How do you kind of recharge your own battery? Like, what to allow you to still bring your best self to this thing that you're building? Oh man, um, 
one one thing this also has to do with a little bit the pandemic and how it changed kind of how I was just my social life in general mm-hmm. is uh man you gotta you gotta cut people off sometimes like maybe not permanently but like partying too much is like there were some days like where I'm like fuck I, I should not have partied yesterday yeah get shit done yeah Yeah. so not doing that and then just making sure that that you stay healthy like just little normal things like that you know watch your diet Mm -hmm. uh go to the gym Mm -hmm. take a walk at night Mm -hmm. um so you're not just sitting there with too much time like thinking negatively because a lot of times bro like you know like negative thoughts like Man, that can kill your motivation. Yeah, and it happens to the, to all of us. Yeah. So like just finding healthy way, healthy healthy ways to deal with it, mm-hmm. um, and stress, because mm-hmm. it, it it's just, it's very stressful sometimes. Um, just like I have this problem where I um, <clears throat> like I'll stack so much on my plate, mm-hmm. and then the next day, like, I'll, I'll just be chilling and I feel like I'm wasting my time. Mm. So it's like, finding a balance is very important as well. Yeah, yeah. Very um, important. Super important. That's why I asked that question, because I, I just I just know, like, it's great to be ambitious and it's great to have goals and, like, you know what I mean? Like, we, we're, we got, we want to do so much, but yes. we're human. And yes. um, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's a marathon, bro. So it's like, absolutely, you're, like, we're our biggest assets, right? So if we're not good, this shit ain't going to be good. You know exactly. what I mean? So, exactly, yeah. So it's good to hear people, like, kind of just what, what works for them, what they mm-hmm. do. Because I think a lot of people can learn from each other in terms of, like, yeah, bro. why that's important. As much as the grind is, is is important, that's just, that's equally important, I think. It, it, it definitely is, yeah. bro. Because it's like, man, we're not, we're, yeah, like you said, we're, we're human, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Man, Jeremy, bro, I, this, is, this has been uh, definitely a very enlightening conversation, man. You, you know, um, you've, you've covered a lot of ground. And so much more to, to cover, you know what I mean? And we'd love to see it. Um, I am I am curious if you can kind of, like, look into the future a little bit. Um, kind of what excites you for the future, for you um, personally and also maybe for the business? Yeah. Um, I think having a short and long-term goals is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, like, in the short term, um, we got a – we just we just got done with the Sounders uh, season. Now Seahawks, mm. um, congrats! It's coming. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. And uh, that's that's something new that we're that we're doing. That's part of like when we were talking earlier about keeping things spicy. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That'll be that'll be cool. Um, <clears throat> just getting our foot in the door and doing something new. Still making food. Still like you know making people happy with their you know like our gift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that that's something in the short term that I'm looking forward to, um, and then long term, um, and it would be dope to just find a brick and mortar, you know, like I don't know, like I have dreams sometimes where it's just like, yeah, like I'm here running my own restaurant, or yeah, we've got, or even think about maybe getting a food truck too, yeah, like try that, try that out, yeah, um, I see it. Yeah, I see it. I already, I already see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, see. Just uh, having a little like mobile restaurant. Like, yeah, and that's something that uh, <clears throat> keeps me like keeps me um, from feeling you know like that's something I got I can work towards. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, so definitely, man. I see that though. Like I, I see it for you. Pretty soon, man. Pretty soon, we'll see. Nah, man. I see it. It's it's gonna happen. (laughs) I'm a manifest it right here. Yeah, I definitely, (laughs) definitely got to try the food too, man. So you guys see me real soon, man. Oh yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, I got to tap back in. I've I've had it. I've had it plenty of times, but I got to tap back in. And you, you always bring something new to the table too. That's good. Yep. That's sure. good. So speaking of that, where uh, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, yeah. Where can they tap in? Yeah, Native Soul Cuisine, all one word. That's where we keep uh, people updated about our upcoming pop-ups, um, what's new with Native Soul. Um, and, man, it's just like a lot of it is just me. You know, like mm-hmm. people uh, people buy from you. I learned this in sales, too. People, people don't buy from you because – what you have it's uh they buy from you because it's like a relationship thing like they see you and uh, mm. you know they like you and some there's something specific about you that they like mm. that's yeah. why they buy from you so mm. i make it a very like i make it a point to the like show people who's like whose work this is mm-hmm. um so they can kind of like build some sort of like relationship in a way yeah you know like see who i am and um, so, yeah, Instagram is where we run majority of our business through. Um, and we're planning on doing a pop-up at uh, Rose Temple Bar coming up soon, one of these Sundays. So okay. if you guys are interested in uh, trying some food out, um, that's when we'll become open to the public. Okay. We're not doing private events. Uh, so and, that, and that's Ro- Rose Temple Bar? Yeah, Rose Temple Bar. It's uh, Capitol Hill. Okay. So off nice. of Olive. Okay. Well, yeah, definitely. Make, hopefully, I will be on the stay lookout. tapped in. <laughs> yeah, stay yeah. tapped in. Y'all know where to tap in and find them, man. Um, now, before we get you out of here, brother, we always ask every guest this question to cap the show off. So, if you can, what is one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up, and why? Um, I would say one one word to keep me on the up and up would be uh, Olani. That's my daughter. Mm. Being a dad, bro, it's like that changed my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, it made me want to do like bigger and better. Um, once I have my daughter, she's six now, but she—that's—that's uh, that's when I went back to school, you know, and started my own business. And she's—it's it, beautiful, like, cause she sees what I do. And uh, I remember this one day, like, she was probably like still two or three, like, real young. And uh, I had her in the kitchen with me, and I was just stressed. I was just stressed out, like, about uh, timing, and I knew I had a lot of work to do, and I was just working by myself. Yeah. And I remember her, she came over with her little plastic cooking utensils and set them on the cutting board, and was like, Dad, I want to help you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was, wow. Bro, it, was, it was hella cute. That's a moment yeah. right there. Yeah. And um, right then and there, I, like, took a deep breath, and I'm like, all right, we got this. Yeah. You know, like. That was just coming from like a two or a three year old. Yeah, um, so. yeah. yeah. No, that's that's. that's up, man. I mean, I love that, that's bro. I love that because, man, you can't like. That's what matters, bro. Yeah. Those moments matter, man. And absolutely, you got to be. You got to pay attention to those, man. And cherish them. Bro. I love it, man. Yeah, I love it. For real, man. That's great, man. Thank you for sharing that, man. You're welcome. Um. Man, Jeremy, bro. Again, like we said, we we uh, appreciate you for being here first and foremost, obviously, but. Uh, man, the work you've been doing is inspiring. Um, I'm just going to let you know you're definitely inspiring people out here. And um, you got much, you know, you got success with us. Or you got um, 
Um, you got support, support with us here. <laughs> I'm, I'm Thanks, bro. You got support with us here at the Up and Up Always, bro. Um, and Thank you. We, we wish you much success moving forward. For real. Um, excited to see what's coming. Mm-hmm. Erm gonna get himself a plate, oh, obviously. Hell yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna pull up, man. Yeah, for sure. Nice for sure. We yeah. all gonna pull up. Um, but yeah, man, with that being said, um, for the listeners, the viewers, thank you for tuning in. We hope this was great. We hope this fed your soul, right? Yes, you sir. know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, with that being said, I think it's safe to say Jeremy Thunderbird and the whole Native Soul Cuisine, cuisine team is officially members of the Up and Up. Let's get around. Yeah. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life on the up and up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire up and up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. As well as follow us at underscore the up and up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the up and up has coming your way. Thanks for listening. And until the next one, keep it on the up and up.